Welcome to Good Together, where small daily steps allow us to create good in the world together. I'm your co-host, Laura Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly.eco, a platform that empowers you to make a daily difference through shopping, learning, and connecting with other change makers around the world. Welcome to the second episode of the Good Together podcast. So by now, we hope you've listened to our first episode, but just in case, uh, to recap, this podcast is brought to you by Brightly.eco. Brightly.eco is a marketplace, community, and also content destination that is dedicated to inspiring you to live well every day. Good Together is designed to be a bite-sized podcast that we deliver to you every two weeks or so that does things like myth bust and dive into various issues that come up in the world um, where we feel like you can take daily actions to make a difference. So some of those issues include shopping sustainably, um, recycling, meal planning, all sorts of different issues that we're going to dive into later. Um, For this episode, Lisa, our co-host, and I actually dive into the myths around food shopping and and food waste. So I don't know about you. I personally try to do my best as the week drags on to make sure that I'm shopping with waste in mind. So I'm trying to make sure I'm using all my leftovers. I'm using recipes that are complimentary so we can kind of share ingredients. Um, But Lisa and I were really curious to understand more about what's going on in in the world right now related to food waste, um, specifically related to uh, consumer food waste. So things that you will encounter on your daily daily, uh, habits. So anyway, uh, with that being said, we're going to get into the, the episode now. We really appreciate your support. If you're interested in engaging with us about the podcast or about ethical and sustainable living, please check us out on Instagram at brightly.eco. And you can also find a link to our Facebook group called the Ethical Ethical Lifestyle and Shopping Collective, sorry, where we like to chat about all things ethical and sustainable living. So please join us on that Facebook group and look out for the new Brightly community launching soon. All right, we're recording now. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so Brightly is a platform that is designed to help spread conscious consumerism through connecting you to thousands of beautiful products that are made sustainably and ethically around the world. We also want to connect you to stories and to um, people who are really changing the world alongside you. So This movement is something that can only be accomplished as we come together. It's really what the theme of this podcast and what Brightly is about. Um, You know, I think right now we all feel, I don't know about you, Lisa, I'm sure, I'm sure you would feel like this too, but I feel like every time I look at the news, there's just more awful, I don't know, awful news coming out about climate change or about politics and 
just feel you can real feel, feel very helpless sometimes. Yeah. And so really conscious consumerism is just making a vote for change by using your dollar. So instead of saying, you know what, I want a cheap t-shirt that was made um, by a struggling family in Bangladesh, I will pay a few more dollars for a shirt that was made in the United States, for instance, um, and it was made ethically. So that's just like the the root and the root cause of why why we started this. So Lisa and I are are great friends. We're both involved in the ethical fashion space. I think we both have different journeys to the space itself. So I got started um, thinking about really conscious consumerism as I started my career right out of college. Um, so I actually started to work for Amazon Fashion, where my whole job was to sell as many shoes and handbags as I could to consumers on Amazon. And that's I quickly the realized opposite of uh, <laughs> ethical consumption well, for sure. That's right. It's totally yeah. the opposite. And you know, at the time I hadn't even thought about the damaging um, effects of what oh, I was yeah. doing. Why would we think about that? You know, we're, we're not trained to think about this stuff. You know, we're not trained to know who's making our, our products or how they're made. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Lisa, I, the, the, really the, the pivotal moment for me was when I was standing by the fashion editor's closet and I looked in and I saw this mountain of poorly made shoes and handbags coming directly from overseas. They, you could even smell like the chemicals coming off of them. And I thought to myself, oh my God, like my whole job has been to sell millions and millions of dollars of, uh, of these products every week. Um, yeah. You know, so like what, what on earth have I done? Um, and so you know, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do there. Um, and then I actually got the opportunity to go move out to the Bay Area um, and work for Google in um, in social impact search. So basically, um, you know, my job there was to connect people who were looking for help on Google to crisis hotlines that helped them. Um, and that was really, really impactful. Um, I'm proud to say I was able to launch a hotline for victims of sexual assault in the United States while I was there. So that was really, for me, that was a pivotal moment thinking to myself, this is really something that I can do. I can take my technology knowledge and use it to help impact the world for good. Um, you know, and I've always been interested in international relations. Um, I know you, Lisa, are really interested in microfinance and Muhammad Yunus. I was yeah. too in college. Mm -hmm. I actually saw him speak and was That's like... That's funny. Yeah. We yeah. 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 That's I thought he was like some rock star. All my friends thought I was a big nerd. Um, so yeah, I mean, I suppose the seed has always been there, but the um, really the growth of me realizing that this is something that I can do every day, both in building a company, but also in just making responsible decisions as a consumer, that's relatively new. So we're, I, I mean, like, I'm super excited. Um, and of course, you and I are really excited to spread the word, I know. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as I mentioned, um, as you mentioned, Laura, Mohammed Yunus, um, yeah, I, my whole background is in, in nonprofit. Just like you, my, uh, actually, interestingly enough, my bachelor's is in uh, international relations. Um, but yeah, I was more excited about nonprofit, you know, and solving poverty in Africa. Um, obviously, the accent part comes from Russia. I'm originally from Russia, from Moscow, and I came here to swim for a university. Uh, so I was a college scholarship athlete and, but also, uh, obviously to study. And, uh, I love, I love to mention that actually Angelina Jolie was, uh, one of the biggest inspirations who 
who brought me into like the social impact space because in Russia, I'm like here nonprofit and social impact space is tiny, tiny, tiny. Uh, most yeah. of the general population doesn't even know about it. But guess what? There's still, uh, you know, paparazzis. And uh, <laughs> as a celebrity, I found out that Angelina Jolie, you know, she adopted her first child from Cambodia and she became a UN ambassador for refugees and the, uh, the rest is history. Uh, but pr- for me, you know, uh, as I was going through my um, undergrad, I, I kind of, and after, just r- right after college, I got two internships and um i realized that you know i i'm not sure that nonprofits is actually the most sustainable solutions to solving poverty or uh you know international development or solving the water crisis uh, um issues so this is where this is when i read mohammed uh, mohammed yunus's book creating a world without poverty absolutely amazing and this is when i was introduced to the idea of social business right the idea that businesses should uh, exist not for the sole purpose of making money but also for the purpose of solving any given social problem, uh, like poverty alleviation. And soon after, um, I met my co-founders at a previous company, Globin, uh, who are also Mohammed Yunus's uh, fans. And uh, yeah, Globin, it's actually now, it's one of Brightly's brands, but Globin is, um, um, we, the main product is an artisan box subscription. It's a monthly subscription, but every single piece in the box is handmade by artisans in developing countries. So this is where the poverty elevation uh, aspect comes into play. And every single piece is, of course, beautiful and handmade. Um, oh, yeah. It's so, all gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, yeah, this is how basically Globin and Brightly kind of came together, right? Amazing, beautiful pieces, but also ethically made. Uh, so that's us. Um, and I think it's time to uh, get into the theme of today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. So like we said, um, each episode that we're going to we're going to put out on Good Together is going to be about a small step that you can think about to create change every single day. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about um, zero waste shopping as it relates to food consumption. So specifically, like how you go to the grocery, what type of waste is created by the the general food supply um, and, and really get into it that way. Yeah, I'm so, actually, to confess, I don't know much about it. I mean, I know what zero waste is. I know that, you know, plastics are bad. And I know everybody's like banning plastic straws right now. But I'm pretty gullible and not knowledgeable about, you know, all the stats and the impact. And especially, you know, like grocery shopping. You know, that's what I love about our focus. Something as simple but as important thing that we are da- doing almost on a weekly or daily basis like how can we change our behavior there and why yeah absolutely and, and so this actually the, the idea for this topic came from a facebook group that lisa and i created um it's called ethical shopping and lifestyle collective we'll put the link in the show notes um, but basically i read this article that was talking about how trader joe's which trader joe's is definitely a place that i go to on um, a weekly basis so my husband and i actually shop primarily at Costco, which I'll talk a little bit about later. Um, But then to kind of supplement uh, things that I didn't want to buy in bulk, we head over to Trader Joe's. Um, And one of the things that you notice when you go into Trader Joe's is how much plastic there is. Like, when's the last time you went into Trader Joe's, Lisa? There's one by you, right? Um... Actually, yeah, it's been a while. I used to go there much more often, but now I have to confess it's Whole Foods. And again, it's just like the convenience um, aspect yeah. of things, right? So 
Um, yeah, for me, it's now Whole Foods, uh, which uh, I think we talked about it in the group a little bit. I think um, Whole Foods is actually doing a bit better job than Trader, uh, Trader Joe's uh, about the like plastic packaging. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just yes, it's, for it's sure. like an assumption of a person who doesn't know anything. But oh yeah, yeah no, they they definitely are Whole Foods. You know, and, and that's the other thing too. Um, I think when people think about ethical living and et cetera, et cetera, you think like, oh my gosh, I have to buy 100% organic or I have to go to something like Whole Foods. But really the way that we're going to be able to change the world is to get companies that you wouldn't think of as being champions of ethics and sustainability to become those champions, right? So, yeah, um, but yeah, so anyway, this, this article came out um, uh, on Grub Street, um, which I'll, I'll link to in the show notes, but it basically talked about how there was a Greenpeace petition that was started and over 91,000 people signed it. Um, asking Trader Joe's to cut back on plastic waste. And if you've ever ever been to a Trader Joe's, you'll notice what I'm saying. Like basically everything is in plastic. Like you go, even when you go over to the produce, most of it is is in plastic. And so like, I I remember one time I was trying to find some zucchinis and they were like four of them in a plastic, you know, wrapped container. So anyway, that was just so strange. That's funny because it's their business model, right? They're super affordable, uh, you know, very economical and efficient. uh, And in terms of, you know, they're like almost the opposite of Costco, which I was also thinking about, you know, in Costco, you're buying this huge uh, box or bag of anything um, that will should last you forever. And in Trader Joe's is the opposite. But you know what I was thinking? Costco too. Um, you know, I always go there and it's like it, almost all the time it makes more sense. At least uh, me, if like I'm I'm too lazy to make actual calculations, but like it's like, oh my God, there is this bag of like, I don't know, five pounds of potatoes for like, I don't know, $4. Of course, it's cheaper if I, than if I buy this amount from like Whole Foods or somewhere else. But I'm also, I'm always thinking about, I'm just going to produce waste. Like I'm not going to have time to eat all these potatoes. Yeah, you know? no, you're, um, you're totally right. And I mean, no. I think, one of the things, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. So you can think like from a logical perspective, it probably does make sense to get in your car once, go to Costco once a month, load up on what you need, and then realize that, hey, like you, you weren't using the car and, um, you know, so many times to go to the grocery every week. And, you know, you can also think about the amount of uh, greenhouse emissions that would be created by trucking in things on a fresh basis every day, right? So like, the idea of shopping in bulk seems like it's a good idea up front. Um, you know, Costco itself does have specific environmental initiatives where they are trying to make sure that they're sourcing more organic, more locally produced items. Like actually, fun fact, if you go to a Costco like in Texas, where I'm originally from, and you or you go to a Costco in um, the Bay Area, you're going to get a, a very different selection of products. And that's due oh. one you know, based on like what people want in the area, but two, they also do try and support um, local, you know, businesses and chains that can produce obviously a lot of things because it's bulk. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I did notice it too. It's not even just like by state. It's literally like by city or yeah, just in like yeah. in, in the neighborhood, which is 100%. Great. I mean, now the, the one thing I do want to point out though, is uh, I actually, somebody, my husband forwarded me um, a petition that's going around that's asking Costco to reconsider where they get, where they source their toilet paper from um, because apparently that is leading to uh, deforestation in Canada. So I, I'll include a link to that petition. It's very interesting because the specific toilet paper in question is their house brand. And if you look at the packaging, it says that it's FSC certified. 
Um, and so I'm really curious, like to know more about that certification. So maybe that's something we can kind of dive into in another episode. But the point I'm trying to make is like, you're never going to find something a hundred percent, um, that's hundred percent right. There's always going to be trade-offs. Don't go crazy thinking well, about trade-offs. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Just with, think about with it, toilet right? Paper, with toilet paper too, you know, most of the toilet paper is actually uh, the, the biggest brand. It's actually owned by the Koch brothers, you know, the big Okay, obvious. yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> not course. to go, go all political, but th- that's another crazy thing. It's like, that's something not to be too bogged down about. It's like, oh, this is not zero waste or it's, it's organic uh, and it's super soft, but it's supporting this uh, political lobbies that I don't like. But, you know, so like there's like us as a human, we have all these different things that we care about. And um, most of the time, uh, any given product is not going to fill into all of these buckets, right? It's uh, like it's not going to be perfect. So we should be OK with it and just choose like maybe one thing that we care about the most. And this is something we are doing with Brightly too, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you go on Brightly, um, you can actually shop by values. So you can say like, I'm a vegan. I only want to see vegan products or, um, and eventually we'll start adding stories to that where you can like read more about becoming a vegan, things like that. Um, same thing if you're interested in empowering women, we'll, we'll have that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, Lisa, this, this, uh, spectrum is wide and there's many different things that you can be passionate about and actually choose to support through your, your dollars. Um, but to kind of close the loop on the, um, question around like shopping in bulk and yeah, Trader Joe's, like what, what are some tips? I know you're a much better exactly. shopper than me. <laughs> well, I wanted to give some people tips, right? Because that's the other thing we want to do with this, with this podcast is like, give you some information, but then also make sure that you leave with some actionable tips to do. Otherwise it can start to feel a bit overwhelming. Right. So let me, let me talk a little bit about what I've been doing and what I've been reading up on. Cause you know, there's all sorts of things and I'm not perfect by any means. Right. <laughs> so one of the things uh, I like to do is meal planning. So like that's how I, so right now it's just my husband and myself where we don't have any kids. It's just us two in a household, but we're able to get most of our groceries once a month at Costco because I do a bit of meal planning. And I, my mom actually recommended this app to me called Plan to Eat, which helps you do that a little bit. But I actually don't even use that app. I just kind of have this running list in my head of recipes that we kind of rotate through on um, you know, a monthly basis. And I try and think about those recipes, plan them out, and then figure out what we need to buy in bulk. So if we're going to buy veggies in bulk, which veggies are we going to do? Um, and then how can I quickly cook those like veggies so that they maintain freshness? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also buy a lot of frozen meat. Um, and so if you're if you're a meat eater and you want a quick way to, um, you know, quickly, you know, throw some meat into a recipe, I actually like to use my instant pot like to defrost a lot. Yeah, to, de- mm. de- to defrost. Like my, my friends and family make fun of me because I'm such an instant pot evangelist. But yeah. truly, it's been like life changing because I hate defrosting meat in the microwave. It's a huge pain in the butt. Um, so yeah, so anyway, meal planning helps with bulk shopping. Um, another thing that can help is to use reusable containers. Um, so not just like um, t- 
Tupperware to store leftovers in, which most people do, which by the way, eating leftovers as much as I don't really love that is also another good way to it's make so sure that you can <laughs> I'm totally fine with leftovers. And of course, different foods, you know, they like they taste differently. But yeah, my husband yes. is absolutely not a leftover person. But I think as long as you have one per- leftover eater in the family, you're good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My husband's that person. Um, And of course, there's like different hacks you can do to heat up your leftovers in different ways, which is interesting. Um, But yeah, so the other thing, so talking about reusable containers. So one thing I noticed um, in doing sort of like a a scan. So I don't know if you do this, Lisa, but like every once in a while, like maybe once a month, I'll kind of take a take a note of like things I've been doing over the past month and think about like, is there anything that I could be doing better? And that's like, in my career, in my personal life, et cetera, et cetera. But one of these things was I noticed I was using a lot of Ziploc bags. No, um, like plastic I'm bags. the yeah. worst. My husband yeah. is trying to make me, I mean, we actually do that. We rewash them. Is that what you're going to talk about? Well, no, I'm, mm. I'm not. I have rewashed them before, mm-hmm. but even that for me was like, I didn't know if I was getting them clean enough. Like I'm kind of, a yeah, I have, yeah, I'm not a neat freak. So yeah, that's funny. We're so different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what I found was, um, there's actually these silicon, um, or silicone, silicon, however you say that, um, bags that you can buy through a zero waste packaging shop. Like, um, there's one called the package free shop, which is probably the best, most. Yeah. I've one. been getting some um, ads on Instagram and, and yeah. it's so awesome. Again, we're just seeing this tide of, uh, activism, right. Of just about shoppers. Again, we are voting with our dollars. All this research is coming out and guess what? These, the brands are listening and we have the, all these companies. Um, so do you have a absolutely. few names? Yeah, absolutely. So package free shop is a good one. Um, another good one is just Amazon. And I know we all have, like, we could do a whole episode on the ethics of Amazon. I know it a little bit too well having worked there. Um, but it can be a good place to find things. So I actually purchased, um, some reusable silicone bags that look like Ziploc bags, Lisa, but it's awesome because you get like, I got like four in a pack. Um, and then you just use them like you would any other ones and they're really easy to wash. You can actually put them in the dishwasher. Oh, that's awesome. I know it's a big deal breaker for everyone. So that's, that's great that they made dishwasher thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, foil was another thing I found that I was using. And like, again, that's something that is, there's like a bunch of debate on whether or not foil can be recycled. It actually depends on your, um, the recycling facilities near where you live. But overall, it just doesn't seem like a good idea for me to like be throwing a bunch of metal out um, when I use it. So there's also like silicon baking mats, which I switched over to. So just like those two things, that's actually like not that big of a deal in terms of my mindset shift. But if you think about the amount of waste that I'm going to be preventing in the landfill, it's actually pretty big. And it's not just the amount of waste. It's also like this waste is not going to biodegrade. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, you know, that maybe if you're not into like uh, washing things, there's possibly a biodegradable sandwich bag out there for you. You know, oh, I yeah. don't know, like maybe mm-hmm. you look it up. So yeah, well, I don't know, it it's just like being curious, right? Like how can we be curious as consumers? Um, and how can we, you mentioned the word activism earlier. I get really excited about the term armchair activism, yeah. which fun fact, that actually used to be a derogatory term. It used to mean people who would talk a big talk and then not get off the, get off their butts yeah. to go do something. Um, but what I think is cool about the internet is I think you can be an armchair activist and 
make a lot of difference by sharing things with your friends, by purchasing things online. So, Absolutely. hey, I vote that we take that term back, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And so one more thing I think we wanted to mention about, and uh, you probably can uh, know way more about it, uh, sh uh, shopping locally, right? Um, yes. Like, is it a good idea to go to your local uh, farmer's market? Um, or maybe you have tips and hacks how you can make it more uh, affordable? Is it a myth that local farmers market is super expensive or super cheap? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll confess, we don't have a bustling farmers market that close to me. Um, we did, I used to go to them pretty frequently when I lived in San Francisco, it was a little bit easier for me to yeah. walk out of my house. But I do think that you can um, save money at a farmers market if you're really in, interested in one particular item. So let's say that you love cherries, like probably the cherries that you want to buy are not easily found in your local supermarket, but you know um, that those, the cherries that your farmer's market are ones you really treasure, like you're going to be able to save money that way, right? Because you're going to savor those cherries. You're not going to like, you know, fork out so much to get some specialty item in your grocer. Um, but I mean, I think it's just about being thoughtful, right? Like how do you make sure that you are actively, um, you know, using your dollars for good and not breaking the bank, right? So just be thoughtful, do a little bit of price checking in your head um, and realize that, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe there's some things you're better off buying in bulk. Sorry. Yeah, I was actually, um, yeah, one of the things I know shopping locally is about, you know, buying stuff uh, from, you know, your, your local producers, obviously. Duh. Uh, and I remember there was like even a challenge about like making a Thanksgiving meal, which is, of course is like what the, the biggest feast of the year. It's like, yeah. uh, what if we challenge ourselves to only buy, especially if I think for feasts like that, but I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's actually more impactful to be thinking about every single day because again thanksgiving is once a year but yeah if what if you challenge uh especially if you're able to think about what is this one item or a couple of items that I actually can buy uh, locally right so like if we are in california in the bay area and i think it's great that i i think trader joe is probably doing it i know whole foods is doing it there's so there's labels everywhere now right california yeah. made oregon made right so if you have some alternatives like California versus Mexico, not to say we should not support Mexico economy or whatever. Uh, it's just more environmentally friendly if you're buying something that has been shipped to you, not from like hundreds or thousands of miles away, but uh, just like uh, trucked from a local exactly. farmer, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, so again, it's about just being thoughtful, being mindful, um, doing a little bit of research if you'd like to. Um, again, we're not trying to guilt trip you into doing anything. Yeah. This is just you know, designed to spark a conversation and to, you know, make sure that we're having a new generation of con conscious, curious consumers. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we'd love your feedback too, right? Um, it's also, it's one of our first episodes. So, you know, tell us how we're doing. Uh, tell us if this is actually helpful. Uh, uh, maybe you want more uh, in-depth discussion of uh, one element of this, because again, we're just touch, uh, touching on all of these different things that you can do. Uh, but of course, again, we can talk about in-depth. I have a full episode about every single one of them. Um, Absolutely. Especially in the and beginning, you, can... you know. Oh, sorry. Uh, the feedback is super important in the beginning, and we're making the show for you, so let us know. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah, so one thing I was going to say is there's a few ways you can contact us. So one is you can email us at podcast at brightly.eco, like eco-friendly. 
Um, you can also, like we mentioned earlier, find us on Instagram, which is brightly.eco. That's our, that's our username. Um, and so we'll be asking you questions um, about these episodes, about what you want to see on Instagram through stories, et cetera. So we'd love to have your your feedback and your follow there like that's where we're most active yeah absolutely um uh, instagram yeah i think it's the place to be for like if you're ethical fashion shopper uh, or a brand um and yeah we're just looking forward to the conversations there if you're more of a absolutely. facebook person uh go join our ethical shopping and lifestyle collective too um i know there's some people like to spend uh, more time on instagram versus facebook or the opposite so uh we are everywhere to hear from you Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for, for the conversation, Lisa. I, I, I always enjoyed chatting with you. Um, you too. Yeah. Thanks for all the <laughs> research and tips. Uh, I did not know most of these things. So that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation between Lisa and I and that we inspired you to go out and create some change in the world today. As always, you can find us online at brightly.eco. So type that into your web browser. That handle is also good for us on Instagram and Facebook. So please join the conversations there. And finally, I wanted to give a thank you to our friends at Pod Pronto who did the editing and gave us some consulting for this episode. So if you're interested in really fast, really awesome podcast editing, please check them out at podpronto.com.